Hi, I'm Dr. Ruth Anderson with Enlightened World. Welcome to week six of the Sunday Summits. If you're new to our summit, welcome. If you've been with us before, welcome home. I can't wait to hear the message of today's Sunday Summit, as I know that it needs to be heard by so many women in particular. About a month ago, my daughter came home from work at a nearby department store, excited about a new colleague that she knew in her heart I would love to meet and become friends with. I don't know about your teenagers, but for my daughter to want to make that connection on my behalf, told me that there was something very special taking place here and was most likely divinely inspired. A few weeks later, I dropped by the store and ran into my daughter working next to this mystery colleague. My daughter simply said, this is my mom. The woman turned to me and smiled. I looked into her eyes and knew that I had already met her, but I wasn't sure from where. She looked at me with that same look of recognition and asked me if my name was Ruth Morrison, my maiden name. Then I remembered who she was and the important role she had played in my life. My daughter wanted me to meet my dearest friend from college who I had lost track of 40 years ago. Amy and I hugged and agreed to talk later. My time with Amy over lunch was sweet and sad at the same time. The fun, vivacious, hopeful Amy had been beaten down as a result of failed relationships, the death of her father, and unmet expectations of others and of life itself. The spark of life that was her trademark so many years before was gone from her eyes. She said that both she and her adult daughter had no self-esteem and no appreciation of their own self-worth at all. I wondered how many other women allowed the weight of life to erase their sense of self-worth. In conversation with the spiritual divinity this morning, I heard that self-worth is a birthright. Every new soul coming into the world is made in the image of God and its inherent worth in God's eyes is priceless. Tonight, we're talking about compassion, self-care and self-worth. Our guests are Terry Angel and Neela Minocha. They will be leading us in a meditative experience. And Amy, I pray that you are listening. So let's come on and say hello to Neelam and Terry. Good morning, ladies. Good afternoon from London. <laughs> and Good our, Central Florida. Central Florida. <laughs> and our intention for our time together today is being shared by Deb Goldberg. Hello, Deb. Hello, nice to see everyone. Do you want to lead us in our intention? I sure do. And this was a beautiful intention dictated to me this morning by God. It is our intention today to embrace our crown of worthiness. May you bring forth all that has been given you through my name. It is I, God that gives you worthiness. It is your divine nature. It is inherent. It is easy to believe yourself unworthy when you are not in relationship with me and allow life to tell you who you are. It is only through divine introspection, self-discovery, and through prayerful meditation that you will connect with the love of yourself, me. During this holiday season, it is important 
especially important to remember the most important gift you give is to yourself. A gift of self-care and self-love by slowing down and taking the time to go inward and breathe, to find that you are fully supported within my unconditional love for you. It bathes you in a sacred pool of healing water for your mind, body, and heart. You can then transfer or embody this love, compassion, and self-worth to yourself. And through this, you find your divine purpose. You will need to visit me often to refresh yourself with peace and regain certainty of who you are and to replace your crown back on your head daily. It is my joy to see you wearing your crown. May you understand the blessing and treasure that you truly are and hold that knowledge deep in your heart. Shine brightly, dear ones. Be the light of the worthiness so others can remember who they are. For this is the precious gift I have given you to give. Amen. Thank you, Deb. So ladies, let's just jump in here. So Terry, when I bring up the term the holidays, what does that mean to you? Well, it's different for me now than it has been in the past. I didn't have a base growing up for what the holidays were. It was just another time. We didn't really have big celebrations because I came from a big family and we, um, we just had enough, you know, just feeding the family. So there was not a huge celebration at the holidays. And then in my adult life, you know, I came to find my own way of celebrating. And what really gave me joy was celebrating the reason for the season, not so much again, the material part of the holidays. So for me, it's finding that place inside that's the holidays. And I've been through many ups and downs with the holidays. I've spent them alone. I've spent them, you know, with the families and uh, the person I was married to at the time. But it right now, it's just the reason for the season. That's what the holidays are for me. It's, it's nothing materialistic. It's not parties or anything like that. It's just going inside, doing more reflection and finding, finding more of that's what it's all about and finding my worth in that, you know, I'm worthy to have that inside and not be left out because I felt left out as a kid. Everybody else was celebrating. We weren't celebrating. So I no longer feel left out and that's a good feeling. Nice. And Neelan, what about you? What does the term the holidays bring up for you? As a child, it was always about getting together with our cousins and having fun and uh, eating, uh, staying up late, playing cards, uh, dancing, singing, all of that when we were growing up. But in the last, I'd say five, six years, it's changed for me. So the time of the holidays is about me slowing down or wanting to slow down, uh, wanting to go within, finding that balance of being and doing because the life our lives are busy and we are working and we are doing and we have families and we have commitments so when I think of holidays I think of winding down taking time out being still sleeping more uh, you know meditating more more walks and more silence because 
I find that the holiday seasons, they're busy, especially around Christmas. But my body tells me I want to slow down. I want to just be. And sometimes I, the parties and things I've slowed right down on, I just don't feel like doing that anymore. So um, it's, it's stillness for me, meditation, stillness, a time uh, going within, like Terry. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. Okay. And I know as we go through life changes, our role in the holidays changes as well. So I think giving ourselves the grace to be fluid with whatever feels right at that time. Yeah. So ladies, have you always had a good, healthy sense of self-worth or have there been times in your lives that you've really struggled with that? For me, sorry, um, I had very low self-worth in my 30s. I think I, I'd become a mom and I was looking after my children and I'd left my career. So my self-worth, it kind of went down and I, the noise in my head, the internal chatter, the critical voice started to get louder and louder. I was a perfectionist. I expected, I had long to-do lists and if I didn't meet my to-do list, I would beat myself up basically. So I'd hear that internal dialogue telling me I'm no good. I'm, I didn't uh, fulfill my, my list. And, I'm, and I, the, the language was very uh, derogatory and very sabotaging. And so I was my own worst critic. So I had no self-worth whatsoever. And so when you have no self-worth, anyone outside of you who says anything to you, it's like a double whammy. It just, it's like someone hitting you with a boxing glove. You can't handle it because it's just too much. So it used to tip me over the edge and, I, and then I'd just go into my, my hole and, in, and within. And so building self-worth has been one of the biggest things for me to love, honor, accept, listen to the chatter as well and uh, be, become present with it so that I can change it rather than letting it control me, taking charge, taking responsibility and looking at where my self-worth was, what level it was and why I wasn't feeling worthy, why I wasn't feeling enough and start to fill myself up from within. So um, yeah, there have been times absolutely. And you know, as a healer, I work with clients and the, the biggest thing we work with is self-worth and it's in the solar plexus. Uh, I had a lady who was, um, she was trying to build a successful career in um, singing, but she was recording all of these CDs and these albums, spending so much money, but she had no belief in herself and no self-worth. And I had to stop her in her tracks and say to her, look, you are absolutely destroying what you're creating because it's not matching up. You've got to support it with your self-belief of you. So that's when we had to do that in a work, release the fears, release the limiting patterns, the, 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 the beliefs from parents, from society, religious beliefs, undo all of that wounding so that she could absolutely follow her calling and live life to her fullest expression. So, you know, and she is, she's recording away, she's doing really well, but we had to go and heal those wounds that were blocking her from owning her, her self-worth. Yeah. So that's okay. great. Yeah. Terry, Terry, what about you? Have you struggled with self-esteem throughout your life? Yeah, and I'm listening to Neela and I'm going, oh, she's just describing my life here. <laughs> yeah, as a child, I never got the I love you, you know, that unconditional warm love. I never 
felt like I was being shown that I was worthy. So I didn't feel worthy. And then as a young adult, you know, it was like the first person that paid attention. Oh my God, that's what love is, you know, but it was a conditional type of love. Every relationship I've been in has been conditional. And then when my, my uh, latest marriage ended, it was about six years ago. That's when I discovered that I was worthy. And I did it in a meditation and I know it was spirit led. And I heard those words. I heard you are worthy. And I thought, I have never heard this before. No one has ever said that to me before. And it really hit home. It really hit me and started me on a path of saying, what is that all about? You know, what is worthiness? So I really started going inside, doing a lot of self-examination. It's like, like the intention Deb read today from God. It's like, you know, you are worthy. That's your birthright. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. You are worthy. So it was a discovery thing for me to really find out that, yes, I am. And what love really is and we have to find it in ourselves first and that's what was shown to me i have to love myself and then i can find that type of love outside of me instead of all that conditional i'll love you if you know <laughs> so yeah i've i never felt it until probably six years ago ruth honestly mm -hmm. that you know i never felt worthy to have that type of relationship that was respectful, that was not tearing me down, that was instead building up each other. I've never had that in my life. So I'm really happy that I finally got to the point that I did find it. I did find that it's in me. You know, it has to be in me. And it is. I really have a, a really good sense of my self-worth now. And like Neelam, I'm also a life coach. And, and you're right, Neelam, it's like working with that solar plexus energy, helping people know that they don't have to do anything to be worthy. You are worthy. And that's huge. That's a huge turnaround for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I think it's so interesting because you, you both have talked about life experiences that have etched away at your self-worth. And... I have been working with a gal who works with energy and she has helped me realize one of my family's unspoken mantras, which actually came down and through the ancestor line was your best is none too good. So when that's, when that's what you're seeped in as a child, you believe it. Yes. And it has taken, you know, all of these years of working with energy and clearing time after time, deeper, 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 have I been able to um, recognize that and stop the pattern. So that isn't something that's passed down to my daughters. It's done. Mm -hmm. It's finished. And that has certainly helped with my self-esteem that my best is darn well good enough. You are enough. I am enough. And my father was enough. And his father was enough. And I wish that they had been alive long enough to realize that. Mm. 
we take on so many beliefs and so many patterns and, you know, and we don't even know they're so ingrained deep in our DNA, in our core. And when I work with clients and their core beliefs, it's so, it's so deep. They don't even know what their core beliefs are. And when we start looking at them, self-worth comes up almost every time. And so it's repatterning that, working with their higher self and putting into their vault, which is in the base of our spine, a new core belief that is aligned with their frequency right now. So they're working on themselves and you know, our wounding goes in spirals. So the deeper you go, the more you see, but you actually start to break the patterns when you become aware, uh, when you see the pattern for yourself and you see that going back through time, how it's played out. And you also can hear that your parents saying it or society saying it. And in that moment, you just, it's like you get that frequency um, ringing noise in your ears or you just time stops still it's that when that penny drops when you it really hits home that uh, I see it I see the pattern and the moment you recognize it you break it and so you stop it passing on to your children and their children so we are breaking these patterns so that our children don't inherit these beliefs going forward uh, which is really important work that we're doing as souls here on earth right now yeah, it really is. And, and you're so right. It's that self-awareness. That's where it has to begin. That's, that's what I said. I went on that journey of really digging inside and really finding, yes, I am worthy. Because as a child, I wasn't to be seen or heard. <laughs> I was in a big family. My dad was always sick. And so we had to be very quiet. We're to be just like pretend we weren't even there. Yeah. So I grew up with that, you know, not being seen, not being heard. And when I found that, yes, I am worthy, that's when I started finding my voice and really being able to express myself and express worthiness. So, yeah, it's a lot of self-reflection. It's, it's not easy to dig in and see everything that we're, we've gone through has led us to this point that we are right now. And how can I break those patterns? How can I get out of that um, that being shown that you're not worthy enough to be heard or seen. And that's, that's huge. And it does take guidance. And I found the guidance in my angels. I found them in my spirit guides and they really showed me that sense of worthiness, you know, that I, I didn't have to earn it. I was worthy. You know, sorry, 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 Ruth about I just want to say about the invisible because I had a phobia against mice all my life and it's only in the last few years I realized that why did I have a phobia against mice because I was projecting my own uh, fears externally so being invisible not being seen scurrying around in the dark in the background um, so I was projecting it outwards as a mouse <laughs> and when I understood that the phobia was gone so a lot of phobias we also project outwards but actually it is us it is a projection of our traits that we are projecting outwardly that we don't recognize so mice was always mine and now it no longer is but that was me that mouse was me scurrying around so I it's fascinating how many of us on the call, and Deb, I would venture to guess you're one of these, that we were raised in homes where it was desired that we were invisible. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. And um, I remember last week during the Sunday Summit, before it in meditation, Divine Mother said very clearly, 
I hear you. I see you. I know your heart. Yes. And I believe that, and I'm getting goosebumps. Thank you. Um, I believe that even as children, Divine Mother was there that entire time saying, I hear you. I see you. I know your heart. And this is why we do the work, Ruth. When we are working with a client, we are looking into their soul. So we are seeing them. That is so, it's huge to be seen for your truth, bare in your, in your essence, in your authenticity. Someone is seeing you without judgment. Someone's holding you in their heart. Someone's listening to you with, with, their, with an open heart. That is so beautiful to hold that space for someone because that's what anyone wants. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. You know, and you're holding that compassionate space for them. And yes, it's deeply healing, deeply healing for a soul to be seen that way. Yeah. So don't we all want to be seen? Yeah. We want to be seen. We want to be acknowledged that we're here. Yes. Yeah. It's the most empowering thing you can do for somebody. Look them in the eye, really see them. So yeah, I, I get that experience too when I'm working with people or just out and about, you know, in the grocery store. Make eye contact with people. You're seeing them. They're not just a body standing there and you're just going to go blindly by them. You actually look at them and, and I always say hello or I smile at them, you know, just to let them know I'm acknowledging you. Mm -hmm. And we all desire that. That's one thing we all want is to be seen. Yes. So I know that you ladies have prepared something for us today. I know, Neelam, you've got your, your sound bowls right there. Are you all ready to walk us through an experience? Yeah, so we're gonna literally channel this meditation. So we haven't prepared for it, but we're just gonna go with what feels like it wants to come through. Um, so Terry, do you, shall I start? Or if you wanna start? start and then when I see that you come to a place, then I will uh, see what comes through from the angels. Okay. So if we just close our eyes and we just invite in into this space, our angels and our guides. And the highest version of us, our higher selves. Divine mother, source creator. Mother Gaia, Mother Earth. And to just slip into our hearts and really connect with our hearts. And to just become present with what we're feeling inside. So, you know, really connect with what's coming up for you as we head towards the holiday season. It could be the fear of being alone. And you're seeing the world just celebrating and everyone's busy planning and you haven't got that special someone in your life. It could be just that feeling of sense of duty and thinking that you have to spend time with people that you don't really wanna be with and maybe you just want some rest. 
So honoring your voice right now to be able to express your truth and speak from your heart. It could also be having lost loved ones and so the dynamics in the family have changed. And there's a lot of sadness coming up in the heart. So inviting in those loved ones who we've lost, who are always with us, always a part of us. And whenever we come together, they are here, present in this space. So let's honor them and welcome them in as well. And also the healing pool has been coming up very strongly in Sedona, so the healing pool. We're gonna just let go of anything that's coming up in our hearts, in our souls. And anything that we wanna leave behind this year as we step into 2020. Taking responsibility for our lives owning our worth, allowing our gifts to be seen, acknowledging our authentic self and our voice, our expression, our soul expression, and allowing life to take us where our joy is where our sense of self is. Where those enriching heartfelt connections are. And allowing yourself to just grow and evolve. Trust and surrender. And let go with grace and compassion to what is leaving our lives right now. As we go through such change in our lives, we ride the wave of life. Dear ones, there are angels all around you. Feel into their energy as they speak to you now. We see your beautiful heart. We hear you crying, sometimes softly, sometimes sobbing, but always wishing for comfort, wishing for nourishment for your soul. In your darkest moments, you begin to doubt your own worthiness. You question your purpose for being. As we wrap our wings of love around you, of love and compassion, we're asking you to let us into your heart. Let us into your life to guide you 
to be there for you. Let us lead you to the water so you can drink from that never-ending fountain of peace. We invite you into the healing pool. Let the water cover you. And then as you emerge from that healing pool, feel the robe that we're wrapping around you, the robe of love, the robe of divine light. Feel the jeweled crown that we place on top of your head, signifying your worthiness. You are worthy. You are loved. And you belong. When you think and feel that you are outside, that you can't be that person that's seen, that's acknowledged, just know that you are worthy of being seen and heard, of having your words that are spoken, being listened to, and being acknowledged. We love you. You are a divine being of love and light. Feel into that. Connect with your true self. Take a deep breath in and feel your worthiness. We are always enough, dear ones. We are always whole and complete. You are wrapped in divine love and light. You are precious, magnificent beings of light. You are sovereign in your core. You are divine love in expression. We love and we honor you, each and every one of you unique in your own special way. Embrace your individuality. Embrace your gracious and beautiful, deeply loving and compassionate hearts. Listen to our whispers of love. We surround you. We love you. We are always whispering and right by your side. We support you and we encourage you. We are showing you the way. Hold our hands and take that step. There is a new day and a new dawn, a new horizon, a new adventure. Do not be afraid to take that step. We are with you every step of the way. Leave behind the old you. Shed that skin, let it go, let it be, and drop it into the healing pool. All those ideas and identities that do not serve you anymore, let them dip and fall away into the healing pool of love, to be transformed to divine love, compassion, kindness, and deep value for the self. To look in the mirror and see your divine light shining bright, to see divinity in every cell of your being. For you are we, and we are you. 
We are one in essence. We are love embodiment. We are divinity. We are heaven and earth. We are the dance of creation. We are life. We are water. We must flow. We must move like the river of life. We are with you, dear ones, in every step of the way. Embrace yourselves. Take back your power. Feel your hearts. Love yourselves unconditionally. And step into your light, dear ones. It is time. It is time. Just feel that beautiful love vibration all around you. And this is how we fill ourselves up with self-worth, with divine love. It starts with us filling our cup up before we can give it to anyone else. We fill ourselves up from within with connection, with love and with light with our angels and our guides and feeling that abundant river of white light flowing through every cell of our body. When we love and accept ourselves, nothing outside of us can break us. Like a tree, we stand strong, rooted in our truth and no wind or hurricane can knock us or push us down because we know who we are. We are deeply rooted in our truth and divine love. And from this point, all is well, all is divine, and all is perfect. We send you our blessings and we send you our love. And we deeply honor each and every one of you. Ladies, thank you. That was beautiful. beautiful. That was so beautiful. And I, I was seeing the healing pool and I was seeing people come in and I actually, all of the souls that I witnessed were female. And at one point I felt such a release of grief. There was an acknowledgement of it was interesting because there was an, an acknowledgement of receiving love from the divine. And then there was the acknowledgement of that's all there is, is love. Yeah. And with that, there was this amazing release of grief. And then I saw individual souls stepping forward. I mean, yes, I saw the crown and I saw, you know, the, 
the garment that they were robed in and I saw them stepping forward into immense light of divine love. And it was beautiful. Thank you so much for that experience today. There's a lot of love in here. There was just so much love and vibration. Beautiful. Yeah, a lot of love. That was what was coming forth. And and they really wanted to get out that message of they hear us. They hear our heart, not our words that we're speaking. They hear what's inside. And that's when they said, we hear you crying, sometimes softly, sometimes sobbing. And it's so true. It's like sometimes we're in that, um, you know, just a little release. But sometimes we really let that flow. And it's like flows like the river like they came through for you, Neelam. It's like, it's just letting it go and coming to that place of pure love. That's really what it's all about. And Mother Mary always said it's so important to cry because, you know, otherwise we suffer inside. And when we release through tears and you, sometimes you see statues of her around the world and she's crying because she's releasing for the people. Uh, when we are compassionate, we release for others as well because we hold that space and you feel their heart and it's about vibration, frequency. Um, you hold someone in your heart. And so it's so important to cry. Sometimes when I work with clients, you know, they're holding themselves even in a session because they're so programmed not to cry because they were told as a child, it's weak or you have to be strong or, you know, you, you it, tears are weak, a sign of weakness, but actually... Tears are a sign of strength and it's it's a sign, it's a release from the body. Otherwise we store it in the body and then we become sick or we get a condition. Let go through tears is the most beautiful, natural healing uh, way of release that we have. So we, we must honor it and use it. Yeah. yeah, and for those of us that weren't able to use our voice, like you know, I, I described earlier with my childhood, we weren't allowed to do crying or, you know, releasing out any emotion. We had to really get, be okay with crying, be okay with letting, expressing how, in however way it comes out. So it is really important to do that and to do that release and to feel it you know, to really feel those emotions. And, and sometimes I'm, I get so emotional. I'm like, all right, God, can you just like turn off the waterworks so that I'm not crying every time I'm talking? But it's just that release that's coming through. And it is beautiful. It's just beautiful because you feel so different after you've released. You feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off your shoulders when you let go of all that burden that's inside. Yes, absolutely. You know, in my retreats, I cry with the participants. So we have our morning circles and, and they say to me, you're the first uh, host who, who cries in her retreats. But, uh, you know, you're holding that compassionate space and you're feeling everyone's emotions. And when they're sharing their stories, you feel it in your heart. It's, it's, it's so natural. And it actually takes everyone deeper into their emotions. And everyone just feels that they can really let go because even the host is crying, even the retreat organizers cry. And absolutely, why not? If I'm feeling tears coming, I'm not going to be in um, authentic with my truth. I'm going to let it go and express it. So we cry in a group and it's very healing. 
Thank you for saying that. I, I do angel circles. And sometimes when the message is coming through for somebody, it is so powerful. And I feel it in my heart. And I have tears streaming down my face. And I've had some of the participants ask me, why are you crying? <laughs> and I say, it, it couldn't be held inside. It was just this powerful feeling in the heart. And it comes out. So thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad to hear that you do that too. <laughs> it's like when I do my morning meditations and I'm bringing Mother Gaia through, I am crying because I love that it is coming through. It's overwhelming and it's just, oh, there's tears and all kinds. But it's it's just love. It's pure love yes. that is coming through you. And it, it's so overwhelming for us as well of what's coming through. So beautiful. Yeah. So you are talking about compassion and pure love. How can folks move through not only this holiday period, but the start of the year? How can they move forward with self-compassion and self-love? Mary, do you want to start or I can... Well, it, has, it has to start inside. You know, you, it's not something that you just all of a sudden decide, I'm going to be more compassionate today or tomorrow or whatever. You have to find that inside of you first. That's why I always say self first is not selfish. Because if you don't have it to give inside, you're not going to give it. So you have to do the inner work. You have to. It, it's It's a must. Uh, because it's not just something you can take a class and all of a sudden you're compassionate. It's, the class comes from God and from your angels and your guides. So meditating, meditating, taking that time every day to connect with your higher source. Just connect and ask, what do I need to work on? What, what can you help me to get rid of so that I can feel more compassion? I can feel more self-love which means I'm going to be giving that love away and spreading it out into the world. So it really is a time that we have to take care of ourselves, self-care, self-love, and that's when the compassion kicks in, that we're going to see others in a different way. It's a new perspective once you do that. And you know, in December, we have so many frequencies of light hitting the planet. So we have the 1212 gateway, then we have the winter solstice, and then we've got a solar eclipse on the 26th of this month. So um, we are being flooded with so much frequency of light. We are evolving as a planet, we are ascending, and we are needing to take those time, that time out just to rest, to sleep, to meditate, to listen to what is coming through to integrate the energies. So we cannot do what we used to do in the past of just uh, burning the midnight oil, going out every night, getting drunk, you know, eating lots of food, overeating. You have to have that balance in life. Otherwise you're really gonna feel it. So listening to your body, taking rest, uh, being still, drinking lots of fluids, water, having healthy foods, so balance of uh, respecting your body temple and not overindulging so that you can't even breathe. Um, taking walks in nature really important as well because it balances our energies and you know when we're together at Christmas time you're inside and it's just that there's just a lot of energies in the room and a lot going on but actually I you need that stillness so compassion starts with 
not people pleasing all the time, but listening to your own inner truth, honoring that and, and having the, uh, the ability to say, actually, no, uh, I can't, I need time out, or I need to take an hour out, or I need to go for a walk, I need to meditate, I need some quiet time. Honoring your own voice, what's going on inside of you. Otherwise, it becomes frustration, it becomes irritation. We may lash out at someone and we may end up having an argument where we don't want to. It's creating that balance. And this December, more than ever, we are needing to have that time and stillness. So not busying the diaries, um, having balance, listening to yourself is so important this year, so important. So that's the compassion that right now I would say to everyone is to listen to your inner voice and what you individually are feeling in your body um, yeah we're integrating a lot of energies we've got a lot of light hitting our cells and we're stepping into 2020 which is a massive year we're stepping on our path and we're, we're taking giant leaps if we don't listen during this month and be still you know we're going to step into January feeling tired feeling depleted, feeling uh, exhausted, and we won't have the energy that we need to step forward into what it's calling to us. So honor yourself as a light worker, as a soul here, who is here to do work. Honor this time of December, it's crucial, yeah. I think a piece of that um, self-compassion is also honoring the things that feed your soul. Yes. And at the same time, letting go of the things that don't feed your soul. So paying attention to the things that you're putting into your mind. How much time are you spending watching the news versus how much time are you spending in meditation or reading something that does nourish that inner part of you? Who are you talking to on a daily basis? Are you going out and gossiping with friends and, and putting yourself in that lower level vibrational frequency rather than surrounding yourself with true divine love and light? What feeds your soul? Yeah, that's so important what feeds your soul because uh, you want to surround yourself with enriching conversations that uh, empower you and lift you and rather than, you know, like you said, gossiping or uh, getting frustrated. One message that came through very important was to remember generosity. Actually, when we are generous, it's to remember why we are giving. And around Christmas time, we get so caught up with giving, but out of duty or out of, oh, I have to get this for this person. I have to get. But actually, there have been studies done that generosity actually benefits the, the person who's giving. Because what that happens is when you're giving, your heart expands, you feel more joy, you, it helps with your well-being, you live longer, um, and it actually benefits the giver, which we don't really always recognize. So it's to really connect with, during this time of year, why you are giving, and to give from an open heart, not from a sense of duty, but give lovingly, because actually you benefit from giving and this has been done clinically proven that you benefit and you live longer you live you remain younger um, and it just your lifespan expands because you're living from the heart so it's very important that's so true and you know you mentioned earlier Needle about uh, being in nature as really 
it replenishes your soul. It really does do something miraculous when you're in nature. And I know that this time of year for many, it's like it's cold, it's snowing or icy, and it's really hard to get out there and, and be in nature. But something that you might think about is like a meditation, maybe a, a meditation you can find on YouTube or Gaia or, you know, maybe a, just a recorded one that you have that you can hear the sounds of nature. You can hear the birds singing or just see a beautiful scenery of nature. And that will, if you use your visualization, that will take you to where you're like right there in the midst of it. I'm right here right now in central Florida and it's right on a river, the beautiful St. John's river. And I've seen eagles, um, herons, all kinds of wildlife that are around and it really does do something. It's, it's magical. And I always say this river is magical. It's, it's the only river in Florida that flows north. <laughs> and it's really a, a very special place here with all the, the trees and the birds and, and everything that's here. But if you can't have that, which we in Florida are very fortunate to have, but if you're in a place that's like frozen right now, you can at least use your visualization or use a guided meditation to really take you into that energy of the forest mm -hmm. or of the open, you know, fields and the mountains. Yeah, sorry, bring in Archangel Raphael's emerald green light because the energy of green, which is the energy of nature. So you can just bring that energy in and surround yourself in the emerald green light. And that also really helps with the connection with nature as well, yeah. Well, and I'm thinking too of the, the gifts that we give others. Are we just thinking about something that's material value mm -hmm. that frankly, most of us don't really need. We already have homes that are full of things, but maybe what about a gift of the heart this year instead of something that you go buy in the store? Time together doing something. Yes, and some of our friends and my friends, they've just said, Let, let's forget gifts this year. Let's just have a, a nice meal together or spend some time together and just value and honor. You know, my father's just passed away and I have a lot of friends visiting and coming to see me, but it's really beautiful because we're reconnecting in the heart and we're spending time together. And it's been really beautiful just having that special time. And I'm really appreciating everyone who's coming and supporting me right now. So. These connections are so special, one-on-ones, spending time, um, just creating that sacred space because we have everything. I mean, what, what do we need? We are just, you know, piling things up. And material things, they don't really matter. What we remember are the memories and the sentiments and the things that touched our hearts. That's what we take with us and that's what we remember. So it's those kind of connections, soul to soul, heart to heart, that actually have far more value than something material. Beautiful. Thank you, ladies. Let's turn to Deb now. Deb, do we have anybody with us over in Facebook today? Yes, we have a lot of people with us. And I just wanna say thank you for this discussion because I just feel so um, filled with love and joy, just, just experiencing all of this with you in the discussion, it's very beautiful. And uh, one thing I wanted to add is Jesus has said to me, I know your heart, even when you don't. Mm -hmm. When I'm questioning my own heart, he knows your heart. And I thought that is 
that that's just so beautiful and goes along with what you're talking about. So we have <clears throat> Susie Croft, and she says, you don't have to be worthy. You are worthy. Love yourself. And Deirdre Fitzsimmons, it took me until just recently to feel worthy too. And I mentioned that it did for a lot of us that she's in really good company. <laughs> um, Ivana says, so true. Terry Angel, thank you for sharing and expressing what it's like for so many of us. We are worthy. It is our birthright and that we're all enough. And Gerald Ann, we are all divine sparks of God, source, perfect in all ways. We are all in the process of clearing out the beliefs that keep us from that truth. I had a lot of comments about the um, meditation. Geraldine says it was beautiful and thank you so much. Belinda Matchox, absolutely beautiful. Thank you, ladies. Uh, Deirdre, thank you, ladies. Beautiful love is all we need. Uh, Ivana, summer is on and said, I feel myself floating in the peaceful healing pool with a glowing purple light surrounding us all. Such a divine blessing here. Uh, Geraldine said, this is the best way to start the day and move into the season. The messages are so powerful. Um, and Summer says, Neelam and Terry, that was such a powerful synergy with weaving of healing. Thank you so much. Um, so there's more on here. And I think that, um, you need to go on here, both of you, and really read it and um, and answer some of these beautiful messages that are coming through from everybody that you've talked you've touched everybody's hearts. Oh, lovely. Yeah, beautiful conversation. And the other thing that I thought is while you were doing the meditation, that what you're doing, we're clearing everything across time and space. That the three-year-old of you that's hurting, the 10-year-old of you that's hurting, the 15-year-old, the 20-year-old, the 30-year-old, across all time and space, all parts of you are hearing these beautiful messages and clearing all of that out. And it is just, it's just magnificent. So thank you. And you know, the purple, the color purple came up today. So I was, you know, I got, I just come back from my mom's and I was wearing a dark, top and I I was guided to wear purple and <laughs> looking at Terry's I should got purple all around her so purple was the color really strong today that wanted mm -hmm. to come through so, uh, royalty. Yeah. yes the color of royalty and yeah. we are all royalty yeah yeah we are absolutely <laughs> well and I know for me I feel like I have received the biggest divine hug today I feel like I was just held and embraced. And I'm, I'm hoping that other folks experiencing this meditation feel that same way because it's quite divine. So thank you. Thank you for that. So ladies, we do need to wrap up, but Neelam, if people want to find you, follow you, how do they do that? So they can connect with me on my website. So it's www.neelaminucha.com. Um, and all of my links are on there. So my links to my Facebook, to my Instagram, they can uh, email me as well. That's on my contact page. And there are various different things that I offer, uh, sessions just to help souls step into their light. Sometimes they don't know 
what their purpose is in life. So being able to see their soul and also clear the trauma that, and the armor that we have around our body, uh, around our soul, the imprints that, you know, block us from seeing our true value and true self. So anyone who needs guidance, I'm here to help, but they can find my details on my website. So I'd be happy to help anybody. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Neelam, so much. And Terry? Uh, you can find me on my website is www.angelspeakers.com and there is also a contact page online and the social media links that you can just click on and find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the all of that stuff. Uh, and also I'm starting tomorrow as a host on Angel Heart Radio. So hopefully you can go to angellight777.com and you'll be able to find me on there when I do my broadcast, which is on Mondays. Great. Thank you. And next week, folks, our Sunday Summit, December 15th, is called Celebrating the Winter Solstice, a time to regroup and move into the light. It's going to be at noon mountain time. And the um, hosts are Pamela Olivia Brown, Camille Desalm, and Terry Angel. So ladies, thank you so very much for being here with us today. I love you all. And to our friends over in Facebook and whoever is hearing this on YouTube or Facebook, God bless you. And thank you for being here with us today. We wish you nothing but divine love um, in your lives. And we're so glad you're with us. So thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you.